The Swedish furniture giant IKEA today issued an apology that was a long time in coming. IKEA said it deeply regrets that some of its suppliers in the 1980s used the labor of political prisoners in East Germany. Apparently, this happened right up until the fall of the Berlin Wall in 1989. The BBC's Steve Evans is following the story in Berlin. And Steve, IKEA had hired the firm Ernst and Young to investigate the matter. What did their report say exactly? Well, their report said that these contracts that IKEA had with the East German government were fulfilled at least partly by political prisoners, people kept in Stasi prisons in pretty awful conditions were doing work for IKEA, either in workshops in the prison or taken to prison workshops. And these prisoners have said it for more than two decades now. One guy I talked to, for example, today said that he'd spent 20 months in a Stasi prison, basically for getting in contact with Amnesty International, and then he got to the West. And a pal of his said, come on, we'll go shopping. And he went round IKEA and he recognised some of the stuff. So these allegations have been bubbling over and they finally, IKEA said, "Okay, we'll get in this big outside firm of accountants to investigate. And lo and behold, the accountant said, yep. Furthermore, IKEA knew way back in the 80s that political prisoners were being used. IKEA's defence was, well, we knew and we got in touch with East German authorities and we said, please stop. And they didn't. And we didn't have the controls in place to which some of the prisoners say, well, you should have found out a bit more and you should have actually cancelled contracts. Maybe pushed harder. Absolutely. That's what they say. So now uh, the report is out. IKEA is saying mea culpa. We didn't know or we, we tried to change things. And yet the report is still controversial. Why is that? Well, some of the people say that there should be compensation. Some of the prisoners at the press conference said, look, I just want IKEA to recognise what they did. I want them to say what they did and I want them to say they're sorry. But there are others who say there is compensation, for example, for victims of the Nazi regime in here. So there should be compensation for victims of the communist regime. But I understand as well that other companies, mail order companies, for one, did the same thing back then. Perhaps uh, it was just the way of doing business with East Germany. Yeah, we don't know the names of other companies that were trading in this kind of way or using, I nearly said cheap labour, I mean very cheap labour, wageless labour. But the prisoners say it wasn't just IKEA stuff that they were making. And some of the people in their group say, well, let's draw lessons for today. They think that, for example, Cuba certainly has had a role in this in the past. And they say, let's investigate more what the conditions in Chinese manufacturers are, for example. Are Chinese political prisoners being used for this kind of labour? So what may have changed, I suppose, is that maybe in the 80s there wasn't this focus on labour standards. We bought the stuff, we liked the price, and we didn't really think very much about it. Maybe that's changed and maybe companies know that pictures of poor kids or Stasi prisoners on the TV and on the radio doesn't do them any good. The BBC's Steve Evans in Berlin. Steve, thank you. You're very welcome.